Little Wing is now streaming on Paramount+. Plus. I'm in a period of emotional upheaval. Let's have all the, oh, I don't care crap. A little adventure. Where are you going? I'm going to steal a bird from the Russian pigeon mafia. Let's do it. Goes a long way. <laughs> Starring Brooklyn Prince with Kelly Riley and Brian Cox. Life can hurt, but life is sweet. Little Wing, rated PG-13, may be inappropriate for children under 13. Now streaming exclusively on Terramont Plus. Welcome back to the Bama Online Podcast. This one set for a Friday, May the 6th, 2022. Travis Ryer, Senior Analyst for BOL, joined on this Friday by Recruiting Analyst Hank South, veteran of the recruiting trail for us there at BOL. Hank, uh, we're coming off of uh, Cinco de Mayo. Not sure about yourself, but I got a little heavy into the sangria on Thursday night. So <laughs> you, you might have to bear with me a little bit as I celebrated that 160th anniversary of the Mexican forces beating back the French forces back in 1862. How about that for a little history lesson to get you going on a Friday? Hank? Oh yeah. I'm, I'm jealous. I was tempted to make a margarita, but I'm, uh, I'm doing, I'm trying to get back on the workout kick. So I'm, I'm keeping, um, trying to stay away from the sangria and margaritas for a little bit, but yeah, they're not cal- uh, cal- calorie friendly, are they? You know, I think <laughs> no, like, like 4, one, 000. one margarita is like yeah. <laughs> 550 calories. It's like, my goodness, can't we well, have things to enjoy? <laughs> somebody on the staff had to take one in the name of cultural diversity. Oh, yeah. And so I was more than willing to do that on Thursday night, but you also had some recruiting news, big recruiting news on the football front for his Thursday evening from the Juco ranks. You had kind of alluded to not kind of, you had spoken to the real possibility of perhaps Alabama looking to perhaps the transfer portal where the tight end position was concerned uh, following the commitment, uh, the decision by Tyler Harrell, from Louisville, a wide receiver to join Alabama. And uh, it played out that way, but maybe a bit of a surprise exactly where Miles Kitzelman comes from. Yeah, there's been several tight ends we, we've, um, you know, communicated with that have talked to Alabama, but nothing really ever transpired. There was a tight end at Cal um, that entered the NFL draft. He had an offer from Alabama earlier this year, an Indiana tight end. Um, the Oklahoma State tight end. There were there was a bunch of guys they were talking to, you know, keeping up with. But um, what it turned out to be was uh, the JUCO transfer portal. Uh, in Miles Kitzelman, um, he he plays at Hutchinson Community College in Kansas. Uh, big kid, six five, two fifty. Um, doesn't have eye popping stats, but I, I think this was a case of where Alabama got out on the road during this eval period, as they always do. They 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 see kids um, up close and personal. And, uh, you know, get a feel for them. Um, obviously, they, they see some potential in Miles Kittlesman um, out of Hutchinson. Uh, his, his tape, you know, he's a really good blocker. He, he's pretty athletic looking kid. Again, he has that, you know, really good size that, that um, you could certainly find use for um, and, and gave him an offer. And he has uh, he didn't wait to make a commitment. He, he committed on, on Thursday evening. Um, 
still haven't spoken with him too much. Uh, you know, hopefully we'll, we'll have some more from him on, you know, what went into that decision-making process, but, um, yeah, you know, a, a tight end was a position of need. You know, we've seen a couple guys transfer out with, um, Jaleel Billingsley and Caden Clark. Um, you know, you, you really don't have a lot of depth at that position. Um, so bringing in a, a late 2022 addition, um, with some experience at the college level, I'll be at Juco, uh, but, but a guy that has a little bit more experience than your typical, um, you know, prep level prospect would, um, certainly, you know, th- there, there's an area of need for that. Yeah. You look at where miles comes from is the Jayhawk conference, which when you talk about junior college football, there are basically three or four leagues around the country that stand out as power five ish. If we mm-hmm. were talking about junior college football and that league is certainly among them, obviously the Mississippi schools and uh, their situation are, are right there at the top of the list as well. But yeah, it just feels like if you go out in the spring and you're doing your evaluations and you come across a guy that you would label as a take right now for say 2023, uh, but he's an academic qualifier at the junior college level, which means he's immediately eligible wherever he wants to go. Why not go ahead and add him to an area of need? And, you know, we know that, and you know this better than anybody, what Alabama's numbers are going to be like at tight end uh, going into the summer months. And Mm -hmm. they look good on paper, but there's a lot of youth there, right? Just look at this most recent class, the 2022 group, heavy on tight ends, but not heavy on guys that have shown already to be able to handle the physicality more than anything that comes with the position. So in Kitzelman, you're getting a guy that has gone against some legit dudes at the junior college level. And you're right. You got to get into his tape a little bit. Good inline blocker does some things off the ball uh, in terms of transitioning from the offense. He's been into Alabama's looks very similar. They insert the tight end on run plays. They have some slice stuff they do with their tight ends. So he shouldn't have any problem from that standpoint. So when you look at it from the viewpoints that we're considering, uh, it makes a lot of sense. And you talked about Alabama coaches being out on the road. Um, what has the last couple of weeks produced? And I guess not only in terms of, you know, 2023 recruiting, but it's become so much more about or as much about uh, 2024, 2025, right? Kind of yep. set the table for those classes. Yeah, absolutely. And and again, th- you know, this is the first time the coaching staffs have been able to do this since 2019. You know, they, wow. they cut it off short in 2020. Obviously, it was still a dead period this time last year. So they haven't had a chance to do in-person evals out on the road, um, at least in this this part of the calendar um, since 2019. So it's definitely, you know, kind of a, a, a chance to to see, like you said, those underclassmen, see the kids coming up, you know, you kind of have a pretty good idea of what, uh, of what 2023 looks like. You're, you're still seeing those guys. We're still seeing 2023 offers go out and we're going to see more go out We're you know, we're, we're seeing camp invites. Um, obviously kids are getting offers. Some of those are offers you need to come to camp for. Some of those are legit offers. So it's a little bit of mixture of, of everything, but yeah, just to get that FaceTime back in the schools, um, you know, to, to get those live evals is very critical, um, in, in terms of, you know, you know, uh, putting that board together and, and kind of seeing where you, what direction you're going to go to entering the summer months as, as things become more solidified. So yeah, we, we've seen the coaching staff, um, all over the country, you know, coast to coast. Um, a lot of the guys are getting settled into their new recruiting areas. You know, we, we've seen Holman Wiggins, the wide receivers coach kind of take over a little bit in Texas, um, along with Coleman Hutzler, the outside linebackers coach. 
Uh, we've seen Joe Cox, the new tight ends and special teams coach out in, um, in the Carolinas and Georgia. Uh, obviously, you know, T Rob and, and Robert Gillespie, um, uh, are, are handling things in Florida. Uh, a lot of in-state recruiting, obviously, with, with the uh, with the strength of the clash of Charles Kelly, Freddie Roach, um, and then you know out on the West Coast too. So we're really seeing Bama spread across the country. Um, seeing a lot of new offers go out, like I said, and I think you'll see a lot of kids, you know, w- with Bama showing interest, set up visits for this summer, whether it be for camp, whether it be for official visits, um, or just getting out to campus to um, you know see how things are. You got this week going with a bang when you put in a crystal ball for four-star quarterback prospect Eli Holstein to Alabama. I believe that was on Monday. What went into that call for you, Hank, and what level of confidence do you have in the union between the former A&M commit and Alabama coming to fruition? It's kind of been a few weeks coming on that pick. I, I've been I've been tempted to make it. Um, I, I don't know really what I was waiting for. Um, I, I guess I was just kind of, you know, taking my time with it because he didn't really seem to have a set decision timeline, but, um, you know, coming out of the weekend, I, I was kind of catching up and, and kind of reviewing everything with Eli Holstein. And, you know, obviously we've seen those three visits to Tuscaloosa right there. You can say, you know, following the visits, you, you could imagine Bama, uh, might have a slight edge, um, just with that. Um, but then I started kind of looking at, you know, how this eval period was going, um, learned that Bama hadn't been in to see, at least as of last week, hadn't been in to see Arch Manning. Not saying that Arch Manning is out of the equation, but, um, you know, it, it seems like things were just progressing a little bit more in Bama's favor for Eli Holstein with the visits. You know, Alabama is obviously very fond of him. They like him a lot and for good reason. You know, we saw last weekend he set the quarterback Nike Spark record out in Las Vegas at the Elite 11 finals with some absurd numbers, uh, a low 4640, a 38-inch vertical. Wow. Um, yeah, just really good testing numbers and then threw the ball well as well. And then you, you, you know, you couple that with his film. I mean, he's leading Zachary high school to a state championship. Um, his dad had actually sent me a picture. It was the front page of the newspaper of him, uh, doing a goal line dive, uh, for the game winning touchdown in the state championship last year. Um, so he's a physical kid. He's an athletic kid. Uh, he's got obviously that ideal frame at quarterback. He's, you know, six, four, Two two twenty five something like that. So big kid. We actually got a picture of him at a day with Nick Saban, and I mean, he and his dad are just giant people. Um, so certainly has that big frame, has that athletic frame, that um, you know, that that pocket presence for sure. Um, so you know, I, I just felt like it was time to to make a pick. Um, you know, I think things are trending a little bit more in favor of Texas and Georgia for Arch Manning. Um, and and uh, you know, I, I think all along Bim has been extremely high on Eli Holsting as well as Arch Manning. I don't think it was a you know, let's wait on Arch uh, before we decide on Eli. It's you know, Eli's a top target. Um, and, and so I went ahead and put in that pick, especially with him now backing off that commitment to Texas A&M and reopening things. Um, so, yeah, we'll, we'll see how that goes. I, I made a it was the confidence level of seven. I usually do six. I, I don't really go for it too much, but I, I kind of went for it a little bit with seven. Wow. Um, on Eli Holstein. Wild. I know. Right. Thank uh, God. Yeah. <laughs> so we'll see what happens. But, um, you know, I'd expect him back. Um, on campus probably in June. Uh, he's already thrown for the staff. You know, we saw that last summer when he got his offer. They know what they're getting in Eli Holstein. And, uh, you know, I, I think he's going to end up in this class. If he does end up in this class, is it a one quarterback class? Is there a possibility where they take another QB? What do you, 
envisioning right now, understanding things can change. Yeah, I think you, you kind of have to look at a two quarterback class. This is my opinion, just talking. Um, and it's obviously not going to be a Eli Holstein, Arch Manning class. Those guys aren't going to end up at the same school. Right. Um, but maybe a situation where, you know, you, you see a kid this fall that you like, maybe an in-state kid um, that, that you like that, you, you you know, maybe it'd be a developmental type guy. You look back at the 2017 class, you took Tua, then Mac Jones, you gave him a few years to, uh, to kind of, um, you know, put it all together. And, and we saw how that worked out for him. So maybe it's a situation like that, but I could certainly see Bama um, trying to take a two quarterback class because, you know, after, after this upcoming season, you're going to see Bryce go to the NFL. You're going to be left with, um, you know, assuming that you get a, you get your 2023 guy, three quarter scholarship quarterbacks, which, you know, you probably sit good, good situation there, but you obviously want to have a little bit more depth than that. So, um, I, I could see a situation where, where they try to get another one, um, maybe later in the cycle. Speaking of the potential for another one, what is the likelihood in your opinion at this point that Alabama is a strong consideration for Jordan Addison, the pit transfer who has entered the portal the 2021 Blitnikoff Award winner made news earlier in the week when he was spotted working out with Alabama quarterback Bryce Young. He just had the Heisman Trophy winner throwing some passes to the Blitnikoff Award winner. No big deal, right? But <laughs> right. I know you've posted about this and given us some nuggets of information there at the roundtable, the premium message board at BamaOnline.com, but as we head into this weekend, anything new there that you're you're picking up on with Jordan Addison? There's really not, and um, it's a very intriguing situation. We're following for sure. Uh, I checked in um, on him earlier this week and, and was told, you know, in quote, anything is possible. So obviously leaves the door open right there. But um, USC has a strong lead. And, and that was one source's opinion with the situation. And I, I lean towards that. And, you know, you, you go back to that that initial report last week where, uh, you know, he was going to enter the transfer portal. He was going to go to USC. There's a big NIL deal for him. And then things kind of blew up. You know, we saw the Pat Narduzzi, Lincoln Riley, heat exchange, <laughs> apparently. And in my speculative opinion, and I'm not saying this by fact or anything, I, I feel like this could be a situation where, you know, let's Lincoln Riley wants to take some heat off him and, and not make it look like it was a, it was going to happen immediately. Right. And maybe he told Jordan Addison, hey, wait things out, maybe wait a little bit and then and then head over here. And and I know it looks it looks good with with uh, Bryce Young throwing to him out in California. But what I wrote on the board is, hey, USC is also in California. You know, maybe maybe if Bryce Young was throwing to that's Tuscaloosa. what the C is. That's what the C is in USC. Hey. Right. Boy. So I, I don't want to, you know, I, I want, you know, Bama fans are excited about the possibility. And, hey, you know. Maybe the, I, I would say crazier things have happened, but that would be pretty crazy um, to add the Bolitnikov winner to a class that you just added Jermaine Burton and Tyler Harrell to as well, along with that wide receivers class. But I just don't see it happening right now. And, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll see. I, I think USC is going to end up adding him at some point in the near future. But, you know, if he takes visits, you know, I would think Bama will be in line to get one. Um, but, you know, I, I still think the Trojans have the edge. Yeah, it almost feel like the senior bowl at Alabama at wide receiver right. if you end up with Jordan Addison to go along with Tyler Harrell and Jermaine Burton you know you could have like the South team at the the senior bowl with with that group <laughs> right there I guess uh Jordan might be on the north but yeah a big big stretch coming up feels a little bit right now Hank like the calm before the storm although as you've kept us up to speed there at BOL Alabama football coaches out on the road in the evaluation period, but man, when you think about June and you get the summer enrollees on campus and the returning roster back, 
uh, you'd go right into camps and I guess official visits almost uh, intertwined there as you get into the month of June. I know you've updated us on what looks to be a still forming and significant recruiting weekend there. I guess it's the second Saturday or so second weekend of June looks to be really big. Yeah. Yeah. And almost official, you know, since they, they um, started doing official visits in the spring a few years back, um, the month of June has kind of become more covering official visits than it has camps. And obviously, you know, we do both, but that's kind of produced the more new, more of the news in, in recent years um, with kids getting their uh, officials in, um, in the summer months. And, and, and yeah, you know, we've already seen kids set up almost every weekend of June that there's uh, official visitors on campus, but that 10th to 12th, um, looks like it, it's setting up to maybe be the big one. Uh, you know, we, we, we've seen several offensive linemen, big offensive line targets set up their official visits, whether it be Alas Salinen, the, um, the, uh, four-star tackle from originally from Finland. Um, now he's in Connecticut, but big target. He's been to Tuscaloosa a few times. His name Bama is leader in the past. Um, Caden Proctor, who's casually the number one offensive tackle in the country. He set up for an official visit that weekend at from, um, Des Moines, Iowa, so, you know, big time target there. Bama's going against uh, Iowa, Oregon, those schools up there for him. Um, and then Will Conformby, the local um, local offensive lineman has been a big target um, from, from Northridge High School. He's set to be in town that weekend as well. Uh, then, you know, five-star linebacker Anthony Hill, four-star linebacker overall Rule Guir. And I bet you we add a couple more names to that list. We, we've seen during the summer th- those big Weekends usually, you know, has six or seven guys, it seems like. And uh, I know Bama likes to get these kids on campus, you know, certainly when they can spend a lot of extended one on one time. You know, those official visits during game weekends never really give the the coaching staff a ton of of time to really spend with them um, with game prep and all that. And, you know, we see big targets take official visits in December to kind of uh, bypass that. So these summer ones are, you know, almost as important as those December ones where, where, you know, you can really get some uh, face time with those kids with Nick Saban, with the staff and, and kind of show them everything um, they have to offer. So uh, that'll be a big weekend. Other weekend, other uh, weekends, we saw Brandon Ennis, the five-star receiver from uh, South Florida set up his for um, the first weekend of June. Then uh, five-star safety, Caleb Downs, he's set for June 17th through 19th. And, you know, we're probably going to add another, half a dozen or more kids to these lists wow. uh, before it's all said and done. Wow. Definitely going to pick up in terms of the month of June and really still got some basketball mm-hmm. roster uh, things to address for Nate Oates's club. And most recently, I know you've kept us up to speed on Jared Lucas, the guard transfer from Oregon state. Uh, he had an interesting update for us. I guess that his Twitter account here in the last 24 hours or so sounds like a decision from Lucas is imminent. Yeah. He announced uh, earlier this week, he's going to make a decision this weekend. So I guess anytime from now till Sunday, we could see a decision from, uh, from Jared Lucas, the Oregon state transfer, a really interesting kid. You know, he, he, he started every game at Oregon state, helped them on their elite eight run year before last, um, you know, really, really solid scorer. Um, I think he, I think I read he has the, um, all time Southern California high school scoring leader record. Wow. So certainly a kid that can, uh, that can score the ball. Um, and, and it's down to, uh, from what we're told, Alabama and Nevada. Um, I, I, people have done some Instagram stalking on him. Apparently he's following, um, an apartment complex in, in Reno, I guess. Um, you're I familiar with Nevada. Yeah. yeah, it could be my daughter's. <laughs> There's a hellacious. I can't tell you this. There's a brand new apartment complex that she's 
in that is literally right across the street from the Lawler Event Center, which is the arena there uh, at the University of Nevada. So, mm-hmm. yeah, be our insider. Maybe, we need, yeah, we need to... yeah, <laughs> yeah. She is home right now, but I'll hurry up and get her back out there, right? And uh, <laughs> get boots on the ground for us. Right? But yeah, Steve Alford, the head coach at Nevada, and uh, the Wolfpack needs a lot of help. And yeah. I'll, you know, here's the thing about Nevada men's basketball and even the women's program too, very passionate fan base. They're into it. Um, so I know you look at it and you go, wow, power five Alabama versus a mountain West program that struggled a year ago in Nevada. Eric Musselman had been there and done a great job before heading yeah. off to Arkansas, but yeah, it'll be interesting with Lucas and man, it just seems like names continue to pop up just in the last day or so. Yeah. I know Jeff Goodman, a stadium dot uh, com reported that Matthew Mayer, the wing from Baylor, who has entered the portal and is looking at the NBA draft as well, since he's been contacted or he's heard from Alabama. So, and it just seems like Hank uh, every day uh, yeah. new candidates come up on the radar. Yeah, you kind of have to just uh, take it each day, see what comes. You know, some kids pop up on visits and uh, end up in the class. And you know, some Bama fans have been discouraged because you know they saw Jalen Bridges go to Baylor. Um, they saw some other kids, you know, drop Bama or go elsewhere. And it's like, well, you kind of look at the situation. Bama's bringing in um, a top five class. They have Sears coming in from the transfer portal at Ohio. You have Quinterly coming back. That's as good as any transfer portal win. Um, you know, you, you could you could hope for at that, that position. And you got two spots left. And so, you know, we'll see what happens with Jared Lucas. I know there's some buzz on Twitter about Nevada being the potential landing spot, uh, but he did take his official visit to Alabama last week, and 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 they're you know assuming you know they're in the top two with him. You know, they're, they're right there. Maybe you know they could work that out. Um, I've been told, you know, Emmanuel Acott, who's a um, a big from Boise State, that's also a guy like Mayer that's in, entered into the NBA draft, but still testing the transfer portal waters. He's a guy that that Bama has interest in. Uh, he was originally five star signee out of um, out of Arizona. He transferred to Boise State, and now he'd be uh, transferring again as a graduate transfer if he doesn't um, stay in the NBA draft. Uh, and so, yeah, you know, uh, we'll, we'll see what they do with these last two spots. But regardless of whatever happens, you know, it's kind of wild to think with Quinterly coming back, they have four McDonald's All Americans that'll yeah. be on the roster next year uh, with Quinterly. Namari Burnett, who's coming back from injury, and then Brandon Miller and uh, and um, why am I? I'm saying I'm thinking Jared Butler, Jaden Bradley. Jaden Bradley, Bay- yeah. got Baylor on my mind. Uh, Jaden Bradley coming in. Um, so I mean, just really, really talented roster, and then obviously Sears, um, you know, to add that veteran presence as well. Mm-hmm. So we'll see what they do. I don't think they're gonna mess up with these last two spots. I, they're, you know, they're gonna have a really stout roster um, next fall. Yeah, the transfer portal is dominated to the point here in the last few years where we tend to forget that staffs are still out recruiting mm-hmm. five-star high school talent. Jacoby Walter, it looks like, from the Alabama perspective, 6'5 shooting guard from McKinney, Texas, very much in play for the Crimson Tide. So we got to keep those folks in mind as well. The portal, though, is just taking over. You know, yeah. and especially in college basketball. So, well, Hank, I think that's all I've got for you on this Friday edition of the Bama Online Podcast. Hey, I hope you have a great Mother's Day. Uh, we got that coming up on Sunday. Yep. Hope everybody takes time, and hopefully, you're able uh, to spend that time with your mom and uh, the, the the maybe the mother of your kids. Uh, big weekend coming up. Oh yeah. Well, thanks for having me, and same to you. Hope you all enjoy it. 
All right. For Hank Sal, Travis Ryer, thanking you once again for joining us here on the Bama Online Podcast. If you haven't already, how about a subscription to the podcast? Easy as a click or two. And if you'd leave us a rating and a review, we would greatly appreciate that as well. Be sure to hang out with us on the Roundtable, the premium message board of choice for Alabama fans around the globe. Big weekend of Alabama sports coming up. You got Alabama, Missouri softball, important series for Patrick Murphy's club as they look to perhaps catch Arkansas atop the SEC standings, if not secure the second spot in the SEC and perhaps a top eight national overall seed and Alabama baseball critical pivotal series at the Joe with LSU in town for three games. So a lot to talk about a lot to get into right there with us at BamaOnline.com. Until next time. So long, everybody. Hip-hop takes the stand in the new documentary, As We Speak, Rap Music on Trial, now streaming exclusively on Paramount+. Plus. Rap lyrics are playing an increasingly prominent role in criminal cases. Every song, every lyric, every video that you've ever been involved with, they're going to use against you. Follow rap artist Kemba as he explores the weaponization of rap lyrics in the criminal justice system. This artistic expression is a confession. I'm ready. Roll the tape. Watch the eye-opening new documentary, As We Speak, Rap Music on Trial, exclusively on Paramount+. Plus. Head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Terms apply.